0: Alright, welcome back to the Benchmarks Podcast. We're back in the same apartment now, Bark. Yeah. Having to be on Zoom
1: last week. Yeah, man. It's uh, good to be back in the studio. Back in the studio, yeah. yeah. Man, it's always good.
0: I also sleep in the studio.
1: <laughs> no, well, I mean, you gotta
0: work on your craft, you know? I know, right? Yeah. Uh, rivalry week was God. a fun week, if you were not an Auburn fan. That was really hard, I'm not gonna <laughs> or, lie. It's not a fun week if you were an Ohio State fan. In I would Oklahoma. have
1: much rather been an Auburn fan than an Ohio State fan this oh, last yeah. weekend. We can Easy. start off
0: with the game.
1: <laughs> Which was actually a great game this year, from what I heard. I wasn't able to watch yeah.
0: it. It was a great game if you're rooting Michigan for Michigan. Fan. Yeah, Michigan won 40 27, and they ran over Ohio State. Uh, ha- their running back Haskins had five touchdowns, and he rushed for yeah. 160 yards. Dude went off. And. Uh, Ohio State just could not do anything. It, I just don't think that they were about it, man. Michigan wanted it more, and their running back Tray Henderson, top one of the top running backs in the game right now, only rushed for seventy four yards, forty four point four. Ohio yards. State, yeah. But I think the biggest thing about how much why Michigan won was the fact that their defensive end Aiden Hutchinson. Oh yeah, I heard he went so off. So good. Yeah. Three sacks. I think he broke the season record for sacks in a season. I think Derek Hall got three point five sacks against Bama. I think that's right too. Just throwing that out there. Throwing it out there. But Aiden Hutchinson does have is now the career like season leader in sacks for Michigan. Which I think is way more impressive than I than anything's going to hear it for. Michigan, after winning, of course, will now go to the Big Ten Championship where they will not play well, they will play with not a not Wisconsin, who is usually the other team getting beat. Now it's going to be Iowa. But yeah. Uh, we're going to move over to Oklahoma, where Bedlam happened. Did you see the Bedlam at all?
1: Uh, No, not really. I was at the Iron Bowl all day.
0: Well, uh, Oklahoma got a 13-point lead, I think, going into halftime. Wow. and uh, Was it
1: enough to stop Gundy? It was not enough to stop
0: Gundy. Uh, it was a Great game from Spencer Sanders, I must say. Uh, Gundy is now... has his third win against Oklahoma since he's been a head coach. And he's earned all three of those. Oh, yeah, he has. And I'm trying to pull up the stats now, but I, I know that Spencer Sanders had a great game. And Caleb Williams got benched at one point, I think. Spencer, Spencer Rattler, I don't know if it was because he got hurt or what. Uh, but, of course... We'll get into it a little bit later, but this turned out to be the last game for Oklahoma that Lincoln Riley would be coaching, which is... That's crazy. It's really crazy. If
1: you would have told me that Lincoln Riley would leave for the USC job, I wouldn't have believed you.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh let's see. Spencer Sanders had 214 yards. Well, one touchdown, two picks. I don't know. They really didn't do... it. Looking at... Oh, Spencer Sanders rushed for 93 yards. That's why. That's why I remembered. But other than that, they didn't really do... All that much, they just kind of caught Oklahoma slipping. Caleb Williams, three touchdowns. Kennedy Brooks, running back for OU, had 139 yards. They have them beat offensively. I just don't know what Oklahoma State did to just, uh, I guess, like an ability to perform for Oklahoma. I mean, they've made it through the entire season, or till last week. They, lo- they lost last week right to Baylor. That was their first loss. Made it through the entire year playing these unranked teams. And everyone thought, oh, well, they're going to get a get a shoe in because they're going to be undefeated because they're not playing anybody. They run into the t- two top ten teams, lose both of them. Now Baylor and Oklahoma State are going to be trying for a Big Twelve championship. Which I know, o- I know Oklahoma State has not won one yet, but has Baylor? Has did Baylor won one? I think they won a few years back because Baylor I'm was almost certain that they've won one. Baylor was good for like that 2012 to 2014 era was where they were really good. And I know they didn't win it last uh, two years ago with uh, with Matt Rule, a coach. But Bedlam was a fun game, and especially at the end of it, where uh, Oklahoma State was able to get a bunch of stops and force Caleb Williams to make some uh, bad throws. And I don't know if he had any turnovers. Uh, turnovers, yeah. I Two fumbles for OU uh baylor has not won one it looks like so there's gonna be a first time big 12 championship or big 10 wait
1: wait 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 wait. sorry scratch that wait it looks like that they stopped doing a championship game in 2010 Hmm? the big 12 stopped doing a championship game in 2010 then they restarted it in 2017
0: that's so stupid
1: and Oklahoma has won all of them since they restarted.
0: Well, I'm not saying Oklahoma and Texas are the only two teams that have won, correct? Or did Tech ever get one? Cuz I know that oh you... Kansas State got one and Colorado got one. Colorado has more Big 12 champions than literally anyone else in the Big 12? Yep. They're not even they're in the Pac-12. Now. They are now, yeah. What? Not in 2001 they weren't allegedly. Fun fact, wow! I didn't know that. I did not even know that either. The more you know. And as fun as Bedlam was, all me and you had our downfall. <sighs> meep meep. Yeah, that was tough, man. R.I.P. the dream. UTSA got wiped by North Texas. Of course, North Texas isn't a bad team, but the record says six and six, but they started off one and five. And. One, or they start off one and six, then won the last five games in a row. So they were they've been on a tear for the last five weeks. But UTSA just, I get I don't know what happened to them. I guess they've looked good. I mean, they barely beat uh, UAB a few weeks ago or last week. And I guess they just caught up to them that they're not a amazing team. They're a great Sunbelt team, but they just got caught slipping. Yeah. Uh 23 was that final score. Tough. Big real tough. Big tough. You know what's this is tough? The egg bowl. As someone who I didn't f- think it was tough. <laughs>
1: I had a, I had a great time.
0: Well uh going on the other side where I picked Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh watching three drop touchdowns uh ten and the half.
1: That's the difference between good and great
0: teams, you know. Well yeah. Uh Woody Marks, I believe, was the one that dropped two of them and a wide receiver dropped another one. It just looked like Ole Miss, just Ole Miss had their number the entire game. They could not get that air raid started at all for Mississippi State. I think we may be airing really good. Maybe, but Mississippi State has been playing pretty dang good. and Ole Miss did play bad against Vanderbilt, so I guess they just were prepared for this game.
1: For, I guess, so yeah.
0: We've seen a lot of this, this year with SEC teams where they just give up for a week, and I was like, you know what, let's get ready for next week. Yeah. We've seen a lot with A&M. And speaking of A&M, they should have prepared better for LSU as the Tigers were able to take down the number 15 ranked at the time, Aggies, by throwing a game-winning touchdown in the last 20 seconds of the game.
1: That was really cool. I saw that. It
0: was dope because it was a great pass.
1: Oh, it was an amazing pass.
0: A&M's defense has been one of the better ones in the SEC and just watch them just blow a coverage on the from a not-good LSU team? Yeah, from a subpar LSU team. Yeah. And giving them a bowl bid where, might I add, 13 out of the 14 SEC teams have a bowl game. And the baseball school did not get one. And the, <laughs> the IQ school did not get one. The, the baseball school. Yeah. Yeah. And do you want to start off with the Iron Bowl? Yeah. You were there. I was
1: in attendance for the... 2021 iron bowl it was rough um i do know it was the atmosphere was incredible it was a really cool game we had gene chizik our 2010 national championship coach come back and he uh was honored on the field um tim cook was there suny lee was there uh, we had a lot of it was just a lot of people were there it was it was honestly really cool it was a really great environment i I'm not impressed with Bryce Young. I mean, like, well, I respect his final drive. That was that was hard. That was really cool. Yeah. That's what a good quarterback does. Something that TJ Finley and BoneX I do not think could have done given the same situation as Bryce Young was given in the fourth quarter. So very true. Credit credit to that offense. They were working incredibly well for the last minute forty seconds or whatever <laughs> they had. But overall, I'm not impressed with Bryce Young at all.
0: Yeah, his performance was very it was very
1: subpar and like sure bama fans are gonna spin like oh like it was the iron bowl but let me just say that and before bama fans get all pressed and butthurt as to what i'm saying devonta smith is one of the greatest offensive players we have seen in the last 10 or 15 years i'd say yes and you and he is a heisman trophy winner and you cannot tell me that his dominance at the receiver position is equitable to Bryce Young at the quarterback position. It's just not the same thing. It's really not.
0: And the only people that are really hyping up Bryce Young's performance are Bama fans and ESPN.
1: I think it's truly because the Heisman class this year is just not good.
0: I was like, the Heisman voting for who goes to New York has opened up. And would you like to know who's number one right now? Who? Kenny Pickett. Good. Quarterback it from Pitt. He's had a more impressive year, I think. Matt Corral is at 2.0. Kenneth Walker and Jordan Davis are tied for three and four because they both have one. Who's one? Kenny Pickett. Who's where's Bryce Young? He has two percent of the votes. No way. Yeah. So he might not win the Heisman. He might even go to New York. No way. Stroud. And that,
1: that makes me a lot happier. Sanders- Stroud
0: has one percent of the votes. Aiden Hutchinson has two percent of the votes. Travion Henderson has two percent of the votes. So this is like
1: official voting to decide.
0: Nissan Heisman House, and you get the vote once a day. No way. Yeah, so go cast your votes. Let's get Kenny. don't vote for Bryce Young. Let's get Kenny Pickett that Heisman baby, dude. A Pitt Heisman, I'd love to
1: see it, dude. To be so dope, bro. Also, he's just a dominant. That's what the Heisman is is a dominant college football player. Bryce Young is not dominant. Did he throw for like four or five hundred yards against what was it, Arkansas? Yeah, good game. But <clears throat> what'd you do in the Iron Bowl? You didn't do shit until he went off in overtime, and he did great in the last minute forty. Other than that. He, I don't think he really ever passed midfield ever.
0: I do not know.
1: Like I mean, I I know they did a few times, but they yeah. had to punt. But like they were n- almost never in field goal range because of Bryce Young.
0: And the way I see it, for me, Heisman winners are someone that if you take them off the team, that team has no success, or or they don't have the it. success
1: is not compared to they would what they would have otherwise. Yes. Yeah.
0: So if you take Bryce Young off that Bama team. I think they play just as good, if yeah. not the same. Well,
1: I think it's more of like who. I mean, I think it's best described as who's the most dominant player. Like Joe Burrow couldn't stop him. Devonta Smith, no one could guard him. Bryce Young, I, well, yeah. everyone's kind of. It's like him. a
0: mixture of what I say and what you think. Yes, you're saying, exactly. Dominant player who changes the outlook of that team. Look at Cam Newton. He leaves. That's a, it's that same team. Yeah, they go seven and five.
1: But like Devonta Smith on Bama, that doesn't really
0: do anything. Yeah, I guess see, it yeah. wouldn't really change, but Joe Burrow definitely changes it. Yes.
1: RG three. Well, I feel like they either have to be that game changer or that dominant, and Devonta was that dominant.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like you look at Jaren Menzel as well, dominant and yes, changed uh, changed the look of a And M. Yes. I look at Bryce Young, I don't see that. I don't see it either. CJ Stroud, I don't. I kind of is. See
1: it. Does Bryce Young have an incredible scrambling ability and can he sidearm it kind of like what Patrick Mahomes does? Yes, and it's quite honestly fun to watch. I think
0: he's very talented. Yes. I think he's We a are great in no way saying that he's bad,
1: you Bama fans out there. Yeah. We think he's an incredible quarterback with the Heisman Trophy. He's just
0: young for well, – Oh, yeah, he's, pun, a, pun 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 he's intended. a freshman, right? Yes, pun intended.
1: Yeah, so next year, Bryce Young, Heisman, favorite. There's improvement easily, easily number yes. one.
0: Yes, yes. But right now, I think he, cl- he clearly makes those freshman mistakes. He yes. threw under 50% – but 50%. Let's
1: also just say that what he has done as a freshman is very impressive. We're
0: not taking oh, away from yeah. that. I think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. But when I look at him and I look at what Kenny Pickett has done at Pitt, I'm more impressed with Pitt. Kenny Pickett has been going off against Yeah. The he took down Clemson and he's about to probably win an ACC championship. That'd be cool. It'd be dope. And you like people are always going to be like, "Oh, he's not in the playoffs, so he's not in the championship game." Look at RG three. That's not what the Heisman should be about. Yeah, RG three is the best. Johnny Manziel, perfect examples of this. Before of you he did your Marcus Mariotas, and I feel like ever since then the Heisman Leonard has been playing in the playoffs of some sort. Yeah. Which, okay. That happens. but... Ba- Baker deserved it. I would say Kyler deserved it. Devonta deserved it. I don't. I look at Bryce Young. No, I don't see it. Doesn't deserve it. And Jordan Davis is getting a lot of looks. Uh, I know the stats probably. Don't help his case, but looking at how dominant he is in his position, he gets pressure. Yeah, he he forces triple teams on him, which opens up other players to get these the tackles. other five stars in order. Exactly. To get there. Yeah, but to go back to the Iron Bowl. Yeah, Auburn, yeah, Al- exactly. of course, gets a ten point lead. The third or the th- which I'm I am
1: beyond shocked that we held Bama to single digits basically all game. Yeah, I am beyond shocked by that.
0: And the thing is, I think it's like the South Carolina thing. I think if Bo Nix is in and healthy, Auburn wins.
1: Yeah. Well, what Dylan and I were talking about earlier this week is that we don't think that Bo— I mean, TJ played, I mean, I feel like good enough. Like, he played He played good. But we think that Bo Nix wouldn't have given Auburn, like, a 30-point win. We're not saying that. We just think that Bo Nix would have given Auburn maybe those one or two plays— to or gotten out of a sack to keep us in field goal range like that's literally yeah. just what we mean well,
0: i think bo nicks would get us more than 10 points i mean, yes. but probably not 13 more. 16 maybe like yeah who knows albert scores 13 points in that first half it's they game.
1: Win. Yeah. yeah it's game and like there were a few times i mean <coughs> dill you were watching the game i was in the student section so i couldn't really tell all that well but i think there were a few times when tj got sacked and put us out of field goal range yep key one
0: was uh before the half ended yeah Went from a like third and ten to a fourth and twenty.
1: Yeah, which you can't do. And the line. Bo Nix might have gotten out of that sack. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, like, like obviously you can't guarantee anything with hypotheticals like this, but
0: the I look at TJ is just he tries to be as, as athletic as Bo, but he doesn't have the tangibles to do so. Yeah, he's not fast he's, enough. He's a pocket passer through and through. Yeah. He he can scramble if he needs to. Yeah. But he's not fast enough to get you anything out he of is. it. And he's not, and if he tries to break tackles, no matter how big he is. You're not Cam Newton. Yeah. You're not these big quarterbacks that can just throw off tackles and then scramble yeah. for these 20-yard gains. He's just not that. He lacks an X factor that I think Bo Nix has and yes. can be for yes. Auburn.
1: We're in no way saying that Bo Nix is some phenomenal one yeah, in a lifetime quarterback. A We're really just player. saying he gives us that sliver of one or two plays that puts us over the top, in my opinion. And Also, I think I have something to say to Bama fans. Like, Y'all won the Iron Bowl. That's the, your biggest game of the year in the regular season. That's great. Talk your crap. But you shouldn't be proud of this win. You really shouldn't, and you should be terrified of playing Georgia this week. Yes. You can't play like that. You can't give up these dumb penalties. Auburn's a six-win team that lost to South Carolina. You can't play punt, a team like you that. You also can't
0: place. punt nine times in, in the first half.
1: If you punt nine times against Georgia, the mailman will absolutely destroy you. And the thing is, like,
0: George's offense is just not good.
1: Doesn't matter if you get them the ball on like the forty-five yard line. Yeah, you know exactly. And with George Pickens back, their offense just got a little bit better than it was before. And they were already making they didn't they didn't need George Pickens to beat all these teams by forty-five points. They did not. And I, I mean, I feel like you ag- ag- agree with me to a certain extent. Like, it is the Iron Bowl. We're not saying Bama fans should be upset, but like, be happy, but taking an Auburn, a crippled Auburn team where you are better than them at arguably every single position other than Holder? Other than Holder, y'all <laughs> are better than us at everything, and you let us take you to four overtimes? That's kind of embarrassing. I'm sorry. And like you can't make the argument, oh, it's the Iron Bowl. Like, any, anything can happen because your coaching is better, your players are better, your team is better, your offensive scheme is better, and we took you to four overtimes. You should not be proud of that.
0: No, they should not i keep it on Auburn for a little bit, because all the rumors and tra- right. the transfer portal thing that happened yeah, today. Yeah, that's huge. Auburn had five players in the transfer portal today. Or, yeah, that's insane. I was recording this yesterday. Wait, so are they not playing for the bowl game? I would not assume so. They might. Wow. I, I don't think Shivers would. Uh, Elijah kind of, Canyon, has he not been playing? No. They didn't Maybe. put him in. What The thing is, he's great.
1: He is really good. Well, every he was he gets, in the
0: rotation last year. Yeah, every time he gets his, his chance, he... Shows out in some way, shape, or form, and he's six foot four. Yeah, he's huge. Like, when you look at a fade route kind of thing with the Kobe, Kobe Hudson's, like, what, six one? Yeah, put Canyon out there. We know how good, which, his like, hands six
1: are. one, I feel like is like a five ten kind of height. It's every everyone is as tall as you <clears throat> when you're six one. Yeah, you know,
0: and so my dad was talking about how it's a dumb move for Shivers, but I think it's a great move for Shivers because you look at
1: he, I mean, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna doing crap at all, right? Oh, yeah,
0: and he's like. He's not saying it's, like, a bad thing, but he's, like, with a new OC coming in, you don't know how it's going to react. But I look at it as the, the next OC, Bobo, is gone. We haven't said that yet. Bobo's gone. Next OC is going to be looking at these running backs. Tank Bigsby, top running back in the game. Jarquez Hunter, up and coming, great running back. Both of them j- junior going the next year, sophomore.
1: Well, sophomore with eligibility, technically. Oh, well, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, this running back we have coming in from the recruiting uh, Damari Alston, four star freshman. Sean Shivers is a five star, Is a, not five star, a fifth year senior. Why would you want to You're play? You're not going
1: to be getting touches in that.
0: Exactly. Right yeah. And we've not seen Sean do anything since that 2019 Iron Bowl without. Quite literally, yes. Like, I cannot think of a single time besides that moment where he took over a play or a game or something. I feel like he was good
1: his <clears> freshman year. Like, 2018, when we had stood him, I feel like he was
0: decent. I don't remember him. I feel like that was probably because we had uh, Booby Whitlow, and Booby was just. Maybe a it's because he detracted a guy
1: against. Well, whatever. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just, like, <clears throat> remembering not too well. But, yeah, I don't know. I Who else has entered the transfer portal? We have.
0: Manning, backup, like, left guard. Yeah. A few other players have. But the rumor is that Bo Nix is going to be one of the players that leaves next, which I think is stupid.
1: <clears throat> Hold on. Well, first off, this is something that came through my head. No idea if there's any truth to it. If he's entering the transfer portal to appease his girlfriend, it's a little insane. I'll
0: like, say I've heard a rumor. Don't know if it's true or not. It's a rumor that him and Izzy have three dates. Planned. Three wedding
1: dates. Three wedding dates. Yeah.
0: One for if he stays. One for if he transfers. One, if he goes to the draft.
1: So there's really two wedding dates.
0: Well, yeah. He's not going to draft. <clears throat> well, I rank it as it's more likely that he transfers. Second, if he stays. And third, because of the draft. I think it's best for his career <clears throat> and for Harson, if Bo leaves. Because he's going to be competing against <clears> TJ <throat> Finley, who Harson recruited very well. I so, don't
1: want T.J. Finley as our starting quarterback.
0: No one wants T.J. Finley as our starting quarterback. Who's that freshman? Holden? Holden Jariner's coming in. Heavily recruited. Four-star quarterback. And we have D. Davis. Who, depending on how everything's going right he now... He said he's not leaving. He's not leaving. He committed to the school. That's, I, I like hearing that. And I guess in the bowl game, depending on how T.J. is right now, we might get a D. Davis show. And... If he shows out against whoever we play playing, the City Bowl, Liberty Bowl, whatever bowl we get. Texas Bowl, please no. If he shows out, I think we go into next season as Demetrius Davis is the starter. And Bo's going to have to compete for it again, which he hasn't done since his freshman year. Yeah. And I'm hearing a lot of rumors about maybe he goes to UCF, <laughs> which would be really funny. Lord, please have that happen. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of UCF, just because we're talking about transfers, Dylan Gabriel has now entered the transfer portal. Rumors he's going to Ole Miss. Rumor is Ole Miss, which he is a Lane Kiffin quarterback. He is a he's a douchebag. He's a douchebag that is fucking good at moving the ball. <laughs> is that the podcast first F word? or Did I no, drop it first? You dropped it first. Are you sure? Yes. That just. Popped out because fan fucking tastic. <laughs> He's just so good at throwing the ball and running with the ball that I'm not shocked that Ryan Kiffin would make a push for him. But this brings me to... I'm. How about this? We're about to go into coaching. Let's get rid of the. Uh, you want? To start, let's start off small first. Because this, we've lost our order. Because I can't think. Of, there's someone else who transferred. Crap. Uh well yeah Cameron Johnson has entered the
1: transfer portal for Vanderbilt. from Vanderbilt
0: Auburn should look would, into him I would really love Auburn to get Cam
1: Johnson I would love for well Auburn heavily recruited him when he was in high school he took a few visits I told him to go there when I was a junior he obviously didn't listen to me let <laughs> <laughs> me show off my edits I made where I made him
0: hey look you're I'm gonna be my player of the year show off please he yeah never did. I mean no Cam
1: nice. I feel like the only reason Cam well. I feel like his stats at Vanderbilt are pretty solid for what he was given, but oh, yeah. put him in a better offense. I think Cam's a star. Yeah,
0: genuinely. But moving on to more the coaching carousel that is going on this off season. Holy crap! The last seventy two hours. Yeah. So first off, Billy Napier gets hired as Florida's next head coach, which most deserving head coaching job. I agree for him. He deserved a Power Five good job, since his second year, uh, ULL. Uh, I think he he his name is always thrown around for literally any open head coaching gig, and finally Florida was able to get him uh, to leave. We all thought he was gonna go to LSU, but LSU just kind of just got let him let a star head coach just leave out of their backyard, and. Later on, we found out they had. I guess they had a plan, but before we get to that head coaching open <laughs> hiring, that's about Lincoln Riley. That's insane. It Not, feels like a
1: dream. It doesn't really feel. Real it doesn't.
0: It doesn't make sense that. Well, it makes sense, but it, it makes make perfect sense why he did it. Yeah. But. Uh, he was never a fan of joining the SEC. For one thing. Wonder why. Yeah. And. Would I, you
1: rather play Kansas every year, or like? Alabama every year <laughs> like you know what I mean like the hardest team you play or well, not the- even
0: Bama you can go like would you rather play Kansas every year or would you rather play like Mississippi State every year
1: I know I mean like like the hardest team he plays as Oklahoma's head coach is Texas and they suck so yeah it is I I mean well Level of difficulty it's not easy to be either. a head coach but it's easy to be a head coach in the Big 12 relative to the other conferences and in the
0: Big 12 who you who are you recruiting against DCU Baylor like those texas
1: maybe not even like those
0: schools can get some recruits but not great recruits but then you look over at the top two teams that are in the twenty three twenty twenty three 2023 recruiting class bama georgia every time every time every year and i what he what was his direct quote he said in the press conference he he said i will not be the coach at lsu next question he didn't lie he did not lie at all next day lincoln riley to usc and do you know on top of your head the, uh, the things that USC promised him?
1: Oh, yes. So they bought both of his homes in Norman, Oklahoma for $500,000 above asking price. So what that means, like, if your house is worth $500,000, they paid a million for it for all you, you know, non-educated kids out there. <laughs> they also bought him a 6 million dollar mansion in Los Angeles which I'm sure mm-hmm. it's hard to find real estate out there I'm sure it's close to the facilities I'm sure that's great they also gave him a 101 million dollar contract I believe 110 110 and the last part is the pr- unlimited use of the private jet and I think I nailed all that from memory Yes you did. So thank you yeah Yeah you I a little dyslexic with the with the price Yeah 110 101 same thing when it when Same all, thing when you have that an, much money an extra 9 mil it doesn't really make that much of a difference
0: And this is looking like the collapse of OU as we know it right now. Because well, all their players have left, the coaches have left, everything They've that made OU OU is gone. Lost five recruits over the past twenty four hours, all of them four or five stars, and the number one quarterback that they are recruiting just decommitted from OU, committed to USC. Crazy. And Lincoln Riley's already making house visits oh, as yeah. USC's head coach the day of, and. Big time news is Spencer Rattler's down the transfer portal. It's not, we all expect it to happen anyways. Yeah, of course. But now that it's happening, it's a big question of where he's gonna go. I'm hearing South Carolina is gonna be wow. the him. And if he does, oh you better hire a good coach because I want the SEC to be a soap opera. And what if what if Bob Stoop stays? I heard he's
1: making recruiting visits. I love the SEC so much.
0: I love it. It's truly God's conference. It really is, but I look at OU and I mean Caleb Williams are all gonna, We're all expecting Caleb Williams to, t- to eventually uh, transfer. Correct. Yeah. I think he will. I think he goes to OU. Well. You think he stays at OU?
1: No, OU's gonna be trashed. Oh, you think? I ahead. bet he leaves.
0: Yeah. Where
1: do you? I don't know where he. Do you think he goes to? To USC? compete against Jackson Dart and his pearl. Seashell necklace that he wears to games.
0: Yeah, honestly, I think he straight out beats out Jackson Dart. Uh, Jackson Dart's okay. He's not great. Yeah, I would. I would love to see Lincoln Riley keep on Slovis. That'd be cool. I think Slovis is probably gone.
1: Yeah, I, it'll be really cool to see where this goes. This is a great college fo- football story, and I think like it's a great segue into LSU's new head coach.
0: Yeah, well, just when you thought the offseason wasn't going to get any crazier. LSU made their big time hire after we thought we didn't know who the crap they were gonna go well, for. Well, my thing
1: is is that you told me that that was rumored and I'm like, oh, that's bullcrap. They're not getting Brian Kelly.
0: It was a rumor then an hour later, I think, I told you. Dude, it's confirmed. Brian Kelly to LSU. And I'm gonna let you talk about this for a little because you told me about it and I agree with you about why Brian, Ke- why Brian right, Kelly yes, and Lincoln Riley
1: okay. left. So, Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley get great recruiting classes at Oklahoma and Notre Dame, and what have they done with it? They've lost in the college football playoff every year. The word that I heard was that they have both hit a ceiling. Like, they can't do any better at those respective schools, and both of them have in some kind of way been forced to kind of make a choice. Are you okay with being mediocre with these great classes, or are you going to use it as a stepping stone to get to these better schools with better opportunities. Because USC, Lincoln Riley has the chance to bring them back into the college football picture after they've been gone for about 15 years and they were one of the most dominant teams since 2000. And Brian Kelly has kind of done his thing at Notre Dame. They get smacked in the playoff every year, and they just haven't joined a conference, and they beat up on, I believe, six or seven ACC t- bottom-of-the-bucket teams every year, and then they maybe play a big team like Georgia and lose that too, and I just think that he was tired of it, and he realizes that if he can recruit... Or hold on. Well, What I also heard was that he, Brian Kelly sees the classes that LSU brings in anyways, and the caliber of players that he will have at LSU, and with his coaching and his recruiting it at his disposal at that school, I think he believes that he will be able to make LSU great, and honestly, next year, I can see LSU being a, like a serious contender for the SEC again.
0: As, long as he brings in them- uh his proper like, yeah. coordinators yes which but, i mean probably will happen yeah and i completely year. agree with what you were saying yeah, yeah. i will say the whole Bron- the way Bron kelly kind of handled the thing probably wasn't best for him
1: oh yeah pretty bad pretty bad look well it was a bad look that the text that he sent his players leaked but it's also a bad look that he made them meet at 7 a.m and was gone by 702
0: a.m he didn't even answer any of the questions
1: the players' questions? Yeah. Wow. He just kind of got up and left. But also, like, you're making your players wake up at the ass crack of dawn. Kind of a bad look. Yeah. I mean, I get you get up early for football. That's part of it. But
0: come on, dude. And I I had I had a list of open, head coaching jobs that are still open. I kind of just threw it out the window because... There's nothing that compares to the fact that Oklahoma and Notre Dame are Lincoln Riley run. and Brian right.
1: Kelly were two of the most secure jobs. I thought I thought those guys are never leaving because oh, they're because yeah. they're at the top of their respective games at those schools. Uh,
0: Brian Kelly was at Notre Dame for twelve years. We I thought he was never leaving.
1: I mean, he never did shit, so I don't really blame him. But oh well,
0: yeah, hit the ceiling, of course. Yeah, but uh, it seems like Oklahoma is going for Brent Venables. Is I think. It's all been confirmed at this point. That's where everyone pretty much thinks that the O.C. of Clemson, who's been there since how long has Oklahoma he been? Oklahoma will
1: not be good with him as head coach or as nearly so. as good. I, I mean, I heard he's a defensive mind kind of coach.
0: Oh yeah, well, hey, definitely.
1: look, Oklahoma, you'll have a good defense now.
0: They're supposed to have one this year.
1: We see how that works out. <laughs>
0: yeah. And second on the list is Lane Kiffin. I don't think he's leaving. I don't yet. think he was leave. And this was made yesterday – and Mark Stoops is three, but Mark Stoops just signed an extension with Kentucky. Good. Uh, Iowa State co- coach, I don't think he's ever leaving Iowa State. He loves that program. Did you see him at senior day? Dude was crying. Saying bye to all these players, like, since they in the last game. Yeah. And um, I'm going to talk about the Notre Dame thing for a little bit, because Luke Fickle's on both. Luke Fickle's not leaving Cincinnati. I don't think he can. Especially... Like it's like the same with Matt Campbell. He loves that program. Right now, the only job I see Luke Fickle leaving Cincinnati for is if Ohio State opens up, because that's the job yeah. he wants. That's where he was his first coaching job. He was the interim where he played pretty. He coached pretty well. Then Urban came. He left for Cincy. Completely rebuilt that program from the ground. Yeah. Now they're playoff contenders. And I will say for both of these. Uh, Bob Stoops is on the betting odds so I like I would love to see how this plays out especially with the fact that the transfer portal is going to be so crazy this off season, because I think teams are going to be recruiting the transfer portal probably a little harder than they'll be recruiting like high school players because you know what you're going to get with some of these players you know I would love to see where like a player like Bo Nix Rattler I can uh, see Bo
1: Nix going to like a Tulsa
0: yeah uh, Tar saying UAB <laughs> Dear God, dude. It'd, it'd be funny be so funny but because
1: think- well, hold on these players get the egos of whatever their stars are in high school but your value only goes down once you enter college it yes. really does you never see well it's rare to see a player go from like a georgia to like an alabama and like that does happen but those guys are truly incredible at their position it's almost always like they go to a lesser program yeah.
0: Al- almost always i would say, say- Going the transfer thing, because uh, you knew the, who this guy was. I was not very familiar with him. But Jaden Hazelwood, five-star wide receiver from Oklahoma. Yeah, he's out of Marietta,
1: Georgia, I think. Yeah, he's Don't kind of quote me on that, role. but I think so.
0: And SEC fans aren't going to like this, but when Oklahoma was recruiting him, the second team behind him, heavily recruiting him, was the Georgia Bulldogs. And we know how good this guy is. I've watched a little bit of highlights of him. He's, I think he's really he, he is really good. Yeah. Yeah. And another player out of the Big Twelve that's in the transfer portal, Zach Evans, Zach right? Evans, yep. Yeah. This, he's a player that could go to another big school. He's not going. He go to He definitely school. could. I he he definitely messed up his recruiting. That's he, the only reason he's at TCU. Exactly. I he could go literally anywhere. He wanted. I feel like he just needs to open up. He could go to. He could probably go to USC. I think so. I think we're gonna see a mass excess of, pl- of these players going to USC, and we could probably see them running the Pac twelve for a few years with Lincoln Riley. I definitely agree with that because we've watched Oregon. Oregon's definitely not as good as they once were. Washington's, uh, is in their Disarray. Yeah, did their disarray right now, and I mean, Washington just hired their head coach as well, Fresno State's coach. Which, we'll see how that goes. Well, yeah, exactly. Like this is a perfect opportunity for USC to. As Riley said it himself, the mecca of college football again. Did you see that that Oklahoma player? Yes. Yeah, so that Lincoln Riley said the same thing to them. I don't doubt it for a second. Oh, Of course not. And with all this happening, I have to wonder that they chose the worst possible year for OU and Texas to join the SEC. Oh, terrible year. Because... They're both on a down year. Exactly. Yeah. And oh, you gonna be coming into this into the SEC with a new coach. If this would have happened three years
1: ago, probably pretty like with Sam Ellinger and like when they were running it with like Baker, great time to join because they're both at the top at the top of their game at the oh, time. Oh yeah,
0: I still don't don't think they win anything. I, oh no, of course. I think yeah. they're like respectively second and third. Sam Ellinger would have been a very mediocre SEC quarterback. Yeah, I think we would have found very quickly that Sam Ellinger was not a good quarterback. But I thought Oklahoma would have finished either second or in the SEC yeah because I mean you play Alabama and Georgia and we saw what happened when they played both of those teams uh, but I think it's going to be a very fun watch and honestly this is probably going to be we thought this year's fun next year's going to be better I think in college football especially if we get a college football playoff expansion They need to do that. They They need to. to. At this point, with everything that just transpired over the past 72 hours, they need to change it. Which, like, think about it, because Ohio State just got absolutely
1: curb stomped by Michigan, but now they're at a 7 slot, and you can't tell me that it would be fun to see, like, a... Michigan Ohio State rematch in like the semifinal because of an expanded playoff. Like that would be oh, yeah. that would be a great college football story. Either the redemption of Ohio State or the dominance of Michigan. Like it would be a great and story.
0: Using this rankings specifically. Ole Miss. They're back on a hot streak. I feel like right now Ole Miss will be Alabama. Ole Miss would also curb stomp Auburn I feel like. Oh yeah, they replayed. I, I don't know how that I don't know how we beat them like that. I I think even if you had a twelve teams, it'd be fun. I you get teams like BYU getting a shot. Yeah, it'd be cool. You would you would get out of
1: conference matchups on a big stage that you wouldn't see otherwise.
0: Exactly. And yeah, we probably
1: use this to just go
0: into our CFP review. Yeah. Because we're talking about it right now. But no shocker. Georgia at one. We all saw it coming. But two, Michigan. Michigan deserves to two. We pretty much whoever won that game was going to be number two. Yeah. Well, I mean they beat number two, they should be number two. Exactly. Yeah. My problem with that says, I watched the Iron Bowl. Bama's not top three. They're not. And I know I'm kind of biased towards Cincinnati. Bama would beat Cincinnati, I feel like. They
1: would. But they don't deserve the But first I don't step. think
0: they'd beat Cincinnati as bad as Bama. You have to look at Auburn for what Auburn
1: is. Auburn is a six win team that has lost to some really bad teams, and we took them to 4 OT. That's not a number three team to
0: do. So I think Cincinnati's playing at their best without Bama's playing right now. I think Lindsay could win that game.
1: They could. Well, hold on. Can we just also say that Bama has played every single team close this year, almost? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I feel like they kind of beat Oklahoma pretty handedly. Or not Oklahoma. I mean, Ole Miss, sorry. They beat yeah. them pretty handedly. But, like, LSU almost beat them. Tennessee almost beat them. Arkansas almost beat them. Auburn. We should have beaten them. Not yeah. saying that as an Auburn fan. I'm saying that as a, like, a y'all were not deserving of winning that game.
0: Yeah. Five, Oklahoma State. I yeah. feel like if they beat Baylor this week, they'll be in at the expense of... Uh, I think if, if Bama loses, they should drop to five. Even. Okay, State,
1: State should jump to four.
0: Yes, since they get three. My prediction for the
1: college football playoff is going to be Georgia, Michigan at two, because I don't think they'll lose to Iowa. If they lose to Iowa, that's chaos. But it'll be Cincinnati one, Michigan two... Cincinnati three, and Oklahoma State four. But if the committee's gonna do the bullshit that we think they're gonna do, and make it to where they'll never let another group of five in there, they're gonna put Cincinnati at four, so yeah. they have to play UGA and they'll get
0: curb stomped. Which I think is gonna happen. Yeah. But I completely agree with your top four. I have Georgia one, Michigan two, Cincinnati three, Oklahoma State four. Yeah. And I like a Michigan Cincinnati matchup. I do too. That'd be I, that'd be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, and I would love if Cincinnati get a revenge game on on Georgia,
1: as much as I hate Georgia. Imagine the story. Cincinnati oh, defeats Georgia in the national championship. If Georgia, uh, they they just don't have the size. If Cincinnati
0: makes it to the Natty, I I would honestly think about going. Because it it'd be an experience. I it get the be. I get the root for a team because I don't know when Auburn's gonna be ever, ever gonna be able to go back to one of those things. Uh, Six Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been on a hot streak recently ever since they lost to Cincinnati. Throw it out there. Seven, Ohio State. Ohio State fell s- five spots. Ole Miss, eight. Baylor, nine. Oregon back in the top ten, which I think is wrongly put there. Yes. I don't know why they have to put them that high. Uh, Michigan. Wait, what did they do this weekend? Did Oregon do anything? They beat Oregon State. That means nothing. <laughs> they still lost at Utah. <laughs> yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan State at 11. BYU at 12. Iowa 13. OU 14, Pitt at 15, Wake at 16, so that ACC championship's going to be 15 v. 16, uh, Utah 17, NC State 18, San Diego State 19, Clemson 20, Houston 21, then Arkansas 22, Kentucky 23, Raging Cajuns at 24, and Aggies at 25. I agree up to three. Well... I don't like Oregon to 10, but I can I can settle with that. Yeah. They're one loss. But, I mean, this is probably one of the better rankings. I agree. I like it. It took them, like, what, four weeks, five weeks? Yeah. To finally get the playoffs right. Mm-hmm. These are good rankings. And Georgia going to be bam. And then. And my, Georgia is going to be bad. And my Bearcats get in. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. For love of God, if Houston beats. <laughs> if Houston beats us, yeah, I'll cry. I, I le- might not even watch the playoffs if that happens. legitimately cry. <sighs> and since we're picking our final four, we can go ahead and pick our Heisman winner. And with how the voting is going, so it'll be between Pickett, Jordan Davis, Kenneth Walker, who's a, Matt Corral.
1: I mean, depending on how Pickett does against Wake Forest, which I think he'll do good, I think yeah. it should be between Corral and Pickett. In which case, I think Pickett
0: should get it. I definitely think Pickett should get it.
1: Out of all those players. Yeah. Bryce Young
0: should not go to... He does not deserve to... Exactly. to go to New York. My thing is, when I was looking at the voting thing, Will Anderson is not getting a single vote. That's also bullshit. So before you Bama fans come at us being
1: like a Bama hater, Will Anderson deserves to be in New York. Oh, yeah. Him and Jordan
0: Davis both have been like unstoppable. Yes. So right
1: do on. not come at us for being homers, Robert. Will Anderson is an incredible linebacker and will be a great NFL player.
0: It, it should no longer be the it's not the best player the best team and if it is Bryce Young is there one thing Bama's are the best team, two Bryce Young is the best player, Will Anderson is leagues above Bryce Young right now, leading the nation in sacks. That's insane. Yeah, Bryce Young might be he's like fifth in touchdowns he's like eighth in yards. I'm like yeah cool.
1: Those are not Heisman numbers, man. No. They're eight. That's an incredible season. We're yeah. not taking away from that. Great it's season. It's not a Heisman season. Not a Heisman season. Next year,
0: he could very easily
1: win the Heisman. I, th- I think.
0: Exactly. And look, I, I think Pickett, as we we said it earlier, Heisman winner should be someone who's dominant and brings a team to another level. Pickett's doing that. He is doing that. We no one expected Pitt to be as good as they are. It's because of Kenny Pickett. Exactly because of Kenny Pickett, he decided a breakout year in his in the best time he could have done as a senior year. He could be QB one in the NBA, in the NFL draft coming April. That. He looks like an NFL quarterback. Oh yeah, he's playing like it too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun, especially when we're watching uh, this off season come through. I want to see how he prepares, and I know a bowl game pick could go to. I feel it could be like a Sugar Bowl, not Sugar Bowl, like Who? A Peach Bowl, the Pit. Because doesn't it go to the ACC champion, or unless or the ACC runner up, depending on if they go to the playoffs. No. Yeah. Well, he'll we'll play. He'll definitely. I think he's gonna play against the SEC team in some way, shape, or form. And depending on how he plays against that, he definitely could move up past a Matt Corral or Malik Willis or one of those players. I agree. And it could become a quality NFL quarterback if he goes to the right place. And you know, Mark, Auburn season is all is almost over. We have the bowl game, but I thought it'd still be fun to let our bias show. Right. A little bit. But since there's no game, I was like, let's look towards the future. What does Auburn need to do to improve this offseason?
1: Consistent quarterback play. I don't really care who it's from. I just think that's an area that we've always struggled in that our rivals have been very good in as of late. I also think we need, because, I mean, I feel like our run game is good enough. I don't think that's, like, something that needs to be fixed. Um, We also need a better receiving core, definitely. We definitely need a better receiving core. Um, I mean, O-line can always be better, you know? Yeah. I feel like our O-line definitely needs work. And, I mean, our defense, for lacking stars, I feel like is doing good. I mean, we're going to lose Roger. We're going to miss Roger. Um, But I don't think our defense needs as much work as I
0: feel like our offense does as of right now. I will say defensively with Derek Mason, it's, I guess if Bobo is gone and Mason's not gone yet, Mason might be our D.C. going into next year. I think first things first, Auburn needs to hire an offensive coordinator as quickly as possible because rec- uh, signing day is a few weeks away. That needs to happen now. You need to have someone in mind. and These, I, these recruits are not going to sign. And I know it's Boise. I know Boise Blood still runs deep through Arson, but I kind of like Kellen Moore. He's offensive coordinator for the Cowboys right now. The Cowboys' offense has been pretty good. Really? Wait, that's the guy that won the that did the Statue of Liberty, right? Uh, he was the quarterback for Boise back in the day, the left-handed quarterback. Yeah, the one that did the
1: Statue of Liberty against Oklahoma. Right? Yeah. Or am pretty, I totally wrong on that?
0: Those were running back that did that, but he might have been the quarterback. No, that. like handed it off. Yeah, oh. I think so. Yeah. I mean, it could be very wrong, guy, but I mean I don't know a lot about Boise except for that. All and right. then, <laughs> but I think they hire him or hire, they need someone who can. Improve his offense as much as humanly possible, but yeah, you hit it, like right on the nail with the wide receiver. Record. They yeah. need to get playmakers. Yes, and I think you hit that transfer portal for these playmakers because yeah, the recruits are good. That... But this this transfer portal is going to be huge this off season.
1: I mean, selling Auburn to a receiver is like, hey, look, you will play immediately, guaranteed.
0: Yeah, look at Kobe Hudson. You know, no one no one expected him to be as good as he is, and he kind of is a wide receiver one right now. Uh, another thing that Albert needs to do is they need to beef up that line. Yeah. They're they're decent at run blocking. We're losing Nick Brahms. We're losing Nick Brahms. My losing Bonex. Uh, I think we need to find better pass blockers, is what Albert needs to do. Yeah. We if get, you give our
1: quarterback another .5 seconds in the pocket, their second in the pocket, changes
0: the offense. And immediately what Albert needs to do is set up a I know we Nick's already went, to this, went into this went into the soft season as the starter. I think you need to have an actual QB like competition. If Bo stays, he's not the starter immediately. He has to earn it. And you need to give it Which I think a fair that's shot. why he kind of got better this year. Yeah. I think you give everyone a fair shot. I feel like D Davis definitely deserves a right to play cuz we watched I watched the 8A game. D Davis was the best quarterback that I saw play. In that game. He's the only player who threw an accurate deep ball. Yeah. I think he definitely deserves a shot, especially if he plays in this bowl game and he goes off, starter. He should be your he should be getting first team reps going into this season. He should be your yeah. favorite. Defensively, I like how our D line is right now. It's young, you know, yeah. get better with time. We were spoiled with Derek and Marlin. We were definitely spoiled with them. Yeah. So people need to quit talking about them. Yeah. Linebackers. Were huge. Are they both career. going to the draft? Uh, I think Papo might be coming back. Thank God. If not, hold on. Draft. We didn't. We didn't have him for the Iron Bowl, and we still did that good. Yeah, Zakobi's gone though. Oh, so someone's got to pick up where Zakobi left off because Zakobi's been our biggest playmaker ever. And Owen Owen Papo is one of my favorite Auburn players.
1: Auburn. Or oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. Owen and
1: Zakobi are easily two of my favorite Auburn players of all time.
0: And secondary wise, we're losing Roger. Which means we're losing the bulk of our like good cover guys. Yeah, as in all of our good cover guys with him leaving, uh, smoke's leaving. But everyone knows how we feel about smoke. Auburn's gonna have to. F- I think transfer portal is gonna be huge for DBs and wide receivers for Auburn this year, because our secondary was lacking except for Roger, and Roger got
1: Roger got burned on a few, but. Every corner gets burned. Yeah,
0: he, he plays he because he, they only put him in there to play man. And once they realized that, they just chose routes that attack man. Yeah. Like the final route. Like the out route. Which, hold
1: on, if we can talk about that for a second. That route was beautiful by Mechie, I think. John right? Mechie. Yeah. That is a gorgeous route, and you can't guard that. So, Auburn fans don't. That play is literally designed to win a game on a two point conversion. That's quite literally what
0: it's for. And there's nothing you can do in that scenario unless you are you know what play's coming. The only way is if you know what play is coming, exactly. which you can't you can't make that
1: guess against BAM or else you will get beat. So yeah. Roger and, covered that as well as he could and props to Nick Saban for calling that up because that is one of the best play calls I've
0: ever seen. And so yeah, transfer portal wise go for secondary, go for receivers. And then I think recruiting, I I like recruiting right now. I think we're going to pick up fairly quickly in the coming weeks. I think that we stick with who we have at O-line, who we have coming in. You try to build up those guys as as good as you can. Because, again, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Our running back's going to be blocking. And I think that's pretty much it. I think if they do all of that, Auburn wins the national championship next year, right? Yeah, easily. Easily. Without a doubt. Beats everyone 40 to nothing. It's great, cause it's always in Auburn's grasp to do that. Yep, it's always possible. And with that, we're gonna go on to your uni of the week. Yeah, what am I? I'm going with uh, Washington with
1: their chrome lids. Thought oh, that was really cool. Things.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I forgot to talk about Washington, Washington State, or the Apple Cup. Yeah. Was well, it one? And they stormed Washington's hey, field. Stormed. I don't know if I've
1: ever seen that happen. No.
0: I've never seen someone. It's so funny. It's so, it's so funny. funny,
1: dude. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in college football. Oh yeah. Imagine getting storms on your. That's next level humiliation, man. So dogs it, by thirty next dude, year. It's like,
0: who who do you find? Like you have to find when it's people. I don't, field, I don't you think find. the Pac
1: Twelve finds people. I think it's a, that's an
0: SEC rule. Big Twelve does it too. I don't think the Pac Twelve. The Pac Twelve doesn't really have that problem. Which just stupid because they have a COVID. They do the COVID stuff. Yeah, that is true. Because we have a game on our prediction things where got canceled because of COVID. Oh yeah, but with that. Also, oh,
1: hold on. Can we just recognize the respective coaching and medical staffs for each major university this year, and how mm-hmm. n- almost no major games have been canceled by COVID. That's incredible.
0: Are you saying USC cows on a major game? Of course not. No. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Well yeah, with that, let's get into our conference championship week, Bark. Besides Cal USC. Starting off on Friday, we have Western Kentucky playing UTSA. UTSA is now unranked. Western Kentucky is a two and a half point favorite. And I know they're favored, but meet meep. I've been riding with UTSA all year. I will stay a, with them. I'm also going with UTSA. And just can't let the dream die. All right, Pac-12. Also on Friday for some reason. I guess the mat slate's kind of heavy on Saturday. Yeah. But you have the number 10 Oregon Ducks against the number 17 Utah Utes. The Utes are now a three-point favorite. And based on what that last game was like, and I love me some Utah, give me the Utes. I think they cover that. On principle, I am not picking Oregon for the rest of this year, so we're going with Utah. All right. Moving on to the Saturday lineup, we get start off with 11 a.m. kickoff with number nine, Baylor, against number five, OK State. Oklahoma State is a five and a half point favorite. Give me the Cowboys to cover.
1: Uh, I'm also getting the Cowboys here. I and that may just be me really wanting Oklahoma State in the college football playoff, and so that's what I'm doing
0: here. All right, and then I had to turn some love to the group of five a little bit, Bart. Some action. Some action. Kent State, Northern Illinois. Kent State is a three-point favorite. They have one of the top offenses in the nation, actually, statistically. Okay. So I'm going to be going with the Kent State, whatever they are.
1: Uh, Golden Eagles, I believe. I
0: and that's
1: I'll right. be going with the Northern Illinois Dogs or whatever they are
0: the wolf of the huskies yeah so uh, winter dog <laughs> yeah all right then we got the mountain West yeah we Utah State playing San Diego State number 19 team in the nation Aztecs were a six-point favorite give me the Aztecs
1: I'm going to San Diego State as well my grandparents went there and I love San Diego so definitely can't pick against them today
0: that's, that's much good I like how both how both Utah teams with, yeah, well, with, there te- we go. Teams with Utah the football nation. state football state yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, we got the Sun Belt. We got Appalachian State. Travel, or not traveling, but playing number 24, the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns, who are, this will be, I believe, the last game Bill and Apier coaches for the Cajuns. Uh, App State is a three point favorite. And for principal, give me the Cajuns. I'm
1: going App State. Brother Luke Combs would be proud of me. And uh, love that school.
0: I'm going to save this game for last. Okay. Let's so move on to the AAC Championship, the American Con- Athletic Conference. We don't even need to talk about this because you know who we're both picking. Well, for the, so we're rolling with the Bearcats. Up. We are going with the Bearcats. But the number 21, Houston, against number 4, Cincinnati. Cincinnati is a 10.5 point favorite. Bearcats by 90, baby. Bearcats by 90. Easily. Uh, Got Big Ten championship. Number 2, Michigan plays number 13, Iowa. Michigan is a 10.5 point favorite. I think that covered that because I don't think Iowa's that good. Give me the Wolverines. On principle, give me the Hawkeyes. I can't do it. I'm not cheering for Michigan. You're doing what I did it with Notre Dame.
1: I don't care. I'm doing <laughs> It'll it. It'll bite you, man. I'll take the sacrifice.
0: <laughs> all right. Maybe, got...
1: they'll, maybe they'll shock the world. <laughs> maybe they'll they'll wear all black. <laughs> all
0: right. We got the ACC championship, and we have not Clemson, but we got number 15 Pittsburgh versus number 16 Wake. Pitts is a three point favorite. And I said earlier in the year, Pitt is just a more talented Wake Forest. I think that shows. I have Pitt to cover. Also picking Pitt. I love Kenny Pickett, and I want him to win the
1: Heisman. So it'll. I really need to pick Pitt. Those six
0: hundred yards, please. Yeah, easy money. All right, we got the game we keep making fun of USC at Cal. Both teams are four and seven. So there's really no reason to play this game because neither one can get a bowl game out of this. That's but. so stupid. Yeah, this game was, of course, postponed early in the season due to a COVID outbreak. I didn't care to look up which school it was at. I'm going to assume Cal because that's where they're going. But Cal is a four-point favorite. Give me the Golden Bears.
1: Uh, I don't. Um, I'll go with the Trojans, I guess. They were cool in the 2000s, so <laughs> be cool for one game, please.
0: Cal had Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and Marshawn
1: Lynch. Yeah. And Jared Wait, so none of them
0: can get a bowl game out of this? They're both four and seven. This is fucking stupid. It makes no sense. Why even schedule it again? This is like their
1: bowl game, probably.
0: And no one's gonna care. Is it a rivalry, maybe? No, it's not. They're both, well,
1: Cal's in Berkeley, which I kind of don't know where that is. I think it's in San Francisco-ish. In California. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to get my California geography. I think it's like LA versus San Francisco, maybe. I don't really know, and I don't really care, but... I
0: don't think anyone cares. Let's just stop railing on this school. (laughs) Let's continue the next game. All right, the final game. It's probably the biggest game in terms of playoff rankings. This may be one of the best SEC championships that we've had in a long time. It really could be depending on what Bama team shows up. As you can see, uh, I made this rundown on Monday because I didn't know what rankings to put for any of the schools. You can tell that there's only one definite ranking on there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number one, Georgia Bulldogs go to travel to Atlanta so like an hour drive. God, that's going to be such a big home game for the dogs, man. <laughs> to take on the number three Alabama Crimson Tide, Georgia's a six-and-a-half-point favorite, and according to the ESPN-FBI, they are giving Bama a 33.5% chance to win that game. I feel like that's fair. I feel like I've, I i have don't think I've ever seen Bama as that big of an underdog. Because I think they were favored against Clemson when they got their ass handed to them. Yeah, they were. I think they were favored by a good, good amount, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Stetson Bennett than playing like a typical game manager. It's all he needs to be. Bryce he doesn't, doesn't need to be a well. playmaker, man. He really doesn't need to he be. He's not. Uh but
1: you could throw me out there at quarterback with Georgia's defense and he's still <laughs> my In all honesty, it really doesn't matter who they have at quarterback. But this is something that's been going around and with how bad Bama played against Auburn, I think people believe that Georgia's going to beat them by like 40 points and that's not going to happen. No. It's going to be a four-quarter game. I mean, yes, I completely agree, but I think Georgia pulls away and might win by, like, 14 or 21, 24 range. They're not smacking Bama, but they are going to win.
0: Yeah. I'm also going to go with the Bulldogs, as much as it hurts in my heart for them to finally get that win over Bama. Just looking at Bama the past few few weeks, unless they're tricking us, like every team has seemed to have been doing to me whenever I say, oh, they've not been playing so well. I think Georgia's going to win this game. I think, like you said, they'll probably pull away. They'll probably win by double-digit points, maybe, like, a 10-point win. Yeah. I don't see a huge win out of this. I think this kicks Bama out of playoff conting- contingency. And we get three new teams in there. be cool. It'd be dope. Well, Bama really I, I'll, took I'll us say, to f- I'll say four new teams. Because Georgia hasn't been It in, wasn't was in once, right? Yeah. So I'll count yes. that as four new teams. Yeah. Uh,
1: Two... Or four non-regular teams.
0: Yeah. Not not Which your, Bama, what we wanted not this your year. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, slash Oklahoma.
1: No one wanted that again. Yeah,
0: This year... It probably this is probably one of my favorite years of college football. I agree, barring how bad Auburn was at point at times.
1: If we would have beaten Bama, this would by far be my favorite year.
0: Yes, but yeah, conference championship week and next week is probably gonna be a weird show because we're gonna have one game to predict. Oh, that'll make it cool. Army Navy. Yeah, there we go. And I feel like I think we were talking about who we we're gonna pick, and I think uniform of the week. I don't know. Are any do you know if any of these that have any special Let's think. Uh
1: Oregon's gonna Oregon has those new foam posit cleats, those are pretty cool. That's yeah. not a uniform though. Uh I don't think anyone's announced any kind of cool uniforms. I mean True. if Georgia wears black, that'd be fucking cool. Uh for Bama's funeral. Oh dude, that'd be that'd be really cool. Um <laughs> But no, no one's announcing anything except Army-Navy, which both of those uniforms are absolutely incredible. Yeah,
0: all of our our tax dollars go into those uniforms, so they better be good. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) But yeah, this is the last regular season podcast. It's been one hell of a ride, man. It has been. Yeah. And from all of us here at the Bitchworth Podcast, I'm Dylan. I'm Bark. And we'll see you guys next week.